Welcome back to more of the WJR Sportsbook, sponsored by Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Once again, here are Steve Courtney and Jamie Edmonds. Welcome back into the Sportsbook right here on 760 WJR. Once again, a very special edition as we are coming to you from Red Run Country Club in beautiful Royal Oak. And, Jamie, let me just say this. Uh, This was the first edition of the catch outing at this amazing, amazing facility. And uh, as they say, behind every successful country club, there is a man that makes all the decisions. And in this particular case, his name is Joe Marini. Joe, long time. Yes, Steve. Thank you for having me on there. Thanks for being here, and thanks for Catch to be here. We're honored. Well, uh, there is a history with you and this great outing. No need to get into that. The only thing that matters is right here, right now. And uh, you have been on board here at Rudd Run for uh, the last few years. And in that time, Joe, uh, there have been some modifications to the course. And having played it today, let me just be the, well, probably not the first to say probably the uh, thousandth or so to say that uh, everything is top shelf as always. Uh, Thank you. That's very kind. Um, And the membership is very happy with the new design. We embarked on this uh, pre-COVID. We paused for a year and then made some adjustments before we began the project. And we decided to do our tee boxes as well with the bunkers and added a lot of drainage. And our architect, Bruce Hepner, really did a really good job in bringing back some of the Willie Park old old bunkers and designs and features that he had back in the early 1900s and in the 20s and 30s. So it's kind of a nice testament to Willie Park Jr. Well, I just wanted to say thank you, Joe. Uh, you're a great friend, and I know uh, Executive Director uh, Jim Hughes thinks the world of you for all the right reasons. And uh, thank you for rolling out the red carpet as you've done today. Yeah, thank you so much, Steve. You're very all right, welcome. Joe Marini, the general manager of Red Run. Uh, who's done exquisite work putting this thing, thing together. And it wasn't easy. It never is, uh, Jamie, as you well know, on an outing of this magnitude. Uh, and now we move on in the who's who of the WJR Sportsbook. And we are happy to have one of the great human beings I've ever met. Jamie, you probably feel the same way. Uh, he was a member of the 1984 Detroit Tigers World Series Club. And uh, you know him from his fine analyst work with Valley Sports Detroit. Uh, Dan Petrie uh, joins us now. Mr. Dan, how are you, my friend? <laughs> I, I'm doing great, and man, that's that's one heck of an introduction, Steve, but I, I tell you, anytime uh, somebody calls me and says, uh, hey, will you talk to Steve Courtney? You know I'm going to jump on the phone and uh, be happy to talk to you. <laughs> well, I second well, what Steve had to say. I think you're a great human, so hopefully you like talking to me, too. <laughs> Well, absolutely. Yeah. And, and you know what? I Maybe you mentioned this. And, and I was at the prelude uh, dinner last night. And, uh, of course, it was very, um, very touching again with your former colleague, uh, Frank Beckman. Um, you know, it, it just was um, devastating to me. And, and, and I miss him tremendously. And I know how much he loved being there and, and doing his show from, uh, you know, from the catch outing. Well, Dan, you were honored last night for all the right reasons. Uh, you, sir, took home the Sparky Anderson Community Excellence Award. Uh, and, uh, you know, you have made, sir, such an impact on this great, great city, uh, the great state of Michigan, uh, with what you did as a player, 
and uh, perhaps, uh, Dan, maybe more importantly, uh, what you've done after your playing career was over, because you, sir, have made your mark. Well, you know, if you look back, I mean, I look back, and, and I mean, the state of Michigan has given us everything. And when I say us, it's my wife and I both were, you know, from California, and we decided to make Michigan our home once my playing days were done. And both our boys were were born here. And so we owe everything to the state of Michigan, the city of Detroit. And it's only right that we continue to give back and, and, and be a part of the community. And uh, it's it, it's a lot of fun. I mean, we've had a lot of success at the high school level. And, you know, the team that I helped my son, Matt, coach. And uh, so it's been a wild ride. And, and, and of course, uh, my son, Jeff. So um, the hockey player who just was traded to the Pittsburgh Penguins, which I know is not, uh, you know, a uh, – <laughs> And not too many Somebody's like happy. Well, Dan, somebody you're talking everybody. to right now is very happy. Yeah, not everybody <laughs> in this company is upset. I'm from Pittsburgh, Dan. Well, well, everybody asked me. I said we we love going to Pittsburgh. I mean, it's uh, every time Jeff was there with uh, with Montreal. I mean, we'd make that easy drive over there, and uh, it's it, it's a what I always say is, is it's an underappreciated city, much like Detroit. You know, and if you go and you wear a, a tiger hat with an old English D and you walk around Pittsburgh, they stop you right away, you know, and, and because, oh, you're from Detroit, and they talk to you, and you tell them how much you like Pittsburgh, and they say, you know, I'm the same way. I love coming to Detroit, and it's very underappreciated, you know. So two good cities that, uh, you know, are part of the, I don't know, the Rust Belt or whatever you want to call it, but uh, two underappreciated cities that are just wonderful. You know, Dan, well, let we me know if you want restaurant recommendations or anything when you come watch your friends. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we, we could always use those, you know, because uh, the only place I've been is downtown, never been really to, to too many suburbs, but we have gone up the inclines, of course, and walked around and go down by the river and uh, PNC Park and, uh, you know, all that, uh, all, all the touristy stuff, I guess. At the, right, end of the day, uh, at the end of the day, Dan, uh, your son, Jeff, uh, he's one of those... Uh, uh, unique breeds in National Hockey League play who has played for Le Habitant du Montreal, and now he goes to another historic franchise in the uh, win. So good for him. Yeah, you know, and, and uh, there was a crazy stat that somebody showed, uh, which I think will be broken very soon, but but I guess Jeff has played, I think it's 800, 800, 802 or 803 games. So he's he's the all-time leader in an American-born player to play the most games uh, for Canadian teams. Uh, Blake Wheeler is probably going to break that, but I was, I was shocked when I heard that because he wow. played for Edmonton and played for Montreal. And I couldn't be prouder just for the fact of here's a couple of kids from California, my wife and I that don't know anything about hockey. And uh, our son ends up playing for, you know, two great uh, Canadian cities and Canadian teams. In the time we have left peaches, uh, we'd be remiss in not talking about the, uh, our beloved Tigers at the All-Star break. Um, I think so far, and I think for I speak for everyone in the room, here is a team, Dan, uh, that had expectations going into this yeah. season. Yeah. Uh, division, playoffs, uh, this, that, and the other thing. And it, it hasn't gone that way. Uh, and I think a lot of that has to do with maybe underachievement. But that being said, and I am, and you know this about me, Dan, I am a cup is half full guy. A year ago, the Tigers 
kind of caught fire after the All-Star break. Yep, In your heart did. of hearts, Dan Petrie, is that a possibility moving forward? Well, I, you know, you talk about underachievement this year, but maybe they overachieved last year. That's what all the experts yeah. were talking about when they said, you know, the Tigers aren't going anywhere in 2022 because they overachieved in 2021. Um, I, you know, I don't really know what to expect in the second half uh, just because of just the, you know, the multitude of injuries that have plagued this team. I know everybody has injuries and everything, but I mean, just go down and, and, and just every day it's a new injury and somebody's on the IL. But, you know, you start getting some people back and then you get the players especially offensively playing up to their capabilities and their expectations. And then you start to turn things around, but they've dug themselves such a deep hole, Steve, as you know, that, uh, you know, it's going to be very tough to come back and, uh, you know, but as AJ Hinch always says, just win today's game and worry about tomorrow, tomorrow. (laughs) Yeah. Dan, I know the answer to this, but I assume you think AJ Hinch is the right guy at the right time for this team. You know, I do believe that. And, you know, if you if you look back, though, um, you know, at the Houston Ball Club that he won, you know, the World Series with and then and then lost to the Washington Nationals the next year. I mean, they were extremely talented. They had, you know, all stars at almost every position. So that's why I was so impressed with what A.J. Hinch did with the ball club last year was he didn't have all-stars at every position, but he got a new mindset, and he turned a pretty good player into a really good player. And that's why I think that once Riley Green and Spencer Torkelson and some of these younger kids start coming up and he can develop them in his style and the way he wants them to play, that's where you're going to have the success that he had in Houston. You know, Dan, uh, the All-Star game tomorrow night in the City of Angels, and our Detroit Tigers will be represented uh, by Miguel Cabrera. Yeah. And <laughs> a, a fella that I emulated his swing uh, back in my hardball days, uh, old number 23, Willie Horton. Uh, he is going to be there, and I think that is a wonderful, wonderful tribute, uh, not only for Willie, uh, but for the Tigers as well, because, Dan, nobody knows better than you, a World Series champion, uh, what Willie Horton has meant to this city, uh, in some very difficult times, I'll point out, and what he has meant to this Tigers organization. You're exactly right, Steve. And, you know, I, I pitched against Willie Horton and, you know, at, at the end of his career. And, but then I got to know him more as a person and, and, and appreciated what he did and what he meant to the city. I didn't know really anything about Willie Horton until we made a road trip together and we both spoke in front of a bunch of people. And I was like, wow. I mean, I knew you when I was a kid, but also pitching against you. And I know he's just tickled to be a part of that, especially with Dusty Baker. And, you know, also, like you said, Miguel Cabrera. I mean, this guy's accomplished everything, 500 home runs, 3,000 hits, yet he keeps going and going and going. So good for both of them, and they're going to have a blast. (laughs) I just want to get one more question in for you. With them finally sending Spencer Torkelson down to the minors, what is the benefit for a young player like that? It might be, I don't know, embarrassing at first, but, like, isn't there a benefit for him to doing that? Well, well, you know what? It is a great question, and – 
you know, I think that's what makes A.J. Hinch such a great manager and communicator is that I'm sure he pulled them in and told them everything that he wanted and why this was happening. Hey, it's, you know, it's not, it's not that we want to do this. We just think it's best for your development. And, you know, when we're walking around the clubhouse, it seems like the same old Spencer's Torkelson and, you know, he hasn't changed, but I'm sure that AJ and the coaching staff probably picked up on some different body language and just said, Hey, you know, Spencer's not the same Spencer we saw in spring training or earlier in the year. And, they just want them to get right. And I, I, I think that's all it is, is look, we love you. We want you to be back here in a week or two weeks or whenever that time is. But we need you to get right in a little bit of a reset. And I think that's all it is. They know that they're counting on him. The organization's counting on him. And I, I think that's just exactly what they want him to do is just go down and, and be Spencer. And then when you come back up, hopefully you'll just take off and, and that little reset will do you a world of good. Dan Petrie, as always, my friend, thank you so very much for your time. Congratulations on the award last night at the Prelude Party, uh, the Sparky Anderson Community Achievement Award. Uh, very well-deserved. Uh, Peach, is always a great conversation with you, my friend. Well, great talking to both of you. And, uh, yeah, I can't wait to see you guys uh, very, very soon, okay? All right, you betcha. Thanks, Looking Dan. forward to it, Dan. Uh, Jamie? Uh, I'm not responsible for what happens the remainder of this edition of the sports book here on WJR. Why uh, is that? There is, well, because we have some guests coming up um, that um, if I were them, I'd be very disappointed uh, <laughs> okay. in today's festivities. But you know what? Uh, we'll let them defend themselves if they can. Uh, but it's going to be very insightful. We will be joined shortly by Casey Lubon, my friend, the fine head golf coach at Michigan State University, and uh, Mr. David Hall, right-handed, left-handed, I'm a scratch golfer. (laughs) Whatever. We'll see what happened today on the uh, golf course as we continue with the sports book. It's going to be interesting. (laughs) Oh, you better believe it will be. Yeah. Leave it here on 760 WJR.